Greetings and salutations, you kinky fucks. Welcome back for episode 111 of Kinks with Kiki. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Monday. Hope it is as beautiful wherever you are as it is where I am. We're going to go ahead and get this thing started. S&M, aka Song and Mood of the Week, is going to be Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. All right, so I chose Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. One, I'm a, a fan, big fan of Steve Lacey, actually. Um, and I've just been listening to his music. Like, I missed him when he came to New York. Didn't even know he was coming to New York. He actually came to Queens. Um, I think it might have been like a music festival. But I missed it. And I like his music. Like, Steve Lacey, I believe he was a part of Odd Future. Or he is a part of Art Odd Future. And let's keep it a sec. If you're a music person, you are aware of Odd Future. And you are aware of some of its key members. Frank Ocean, Tyler, the creator. So, I mean... the. It's not a surprise that Steve Lacey is a great artist because look, I mean, look at the people, look at the materials. So I'm just in a, you know, in a music mood. So it's no, doesn't really, it's not my, my song or my mood of the week. It's just, you know what it is. Steve Lacey's been a vibe all week. Like I've been re-listening to some of his old EPs, albums, you know, just enjoying the vibe. So I guess I can say this. So S&M, a.k.a. Song and Mood of the Week for me is going to be Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. Okay, so jumping right into Weekly with Kiki. Um, your girl is tired. I have been tired. <sighs> it's been a long... I'm so ready for July to be over. Um... It's been a long month. I'm like, I have never seen two weeks go by so slow in my entire life. But it's, I'm mentally tired. I'm physically tired. The weather is kicking my ass. A little bit on that later. Um, But yeah, so I'm, your girl is tired. And I had to cut somebody off permanently which I did not want to do, but when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. So that person was cut off and they are no longer my friend. I am no longer their friend. I no longer want that friendship. So I'm just trying to move through that space of losing someone that I've called a friend for so long and because of their own behavior but you know I don't even know what to say it is honestly it really is whatever is going to be and that doesn't have anything to do with me so the only thing I can do for my pe- my peace my mental health is move forward and that is currently what I am trying to do so I am in a phase of trying to maintain my peace as well as mourn a friendship. So, yeah. Uh, if you guys didn't know, if you don't follow me, which you should follow me, Kinks with Kiki podcast on Instagram or Kinks with Kiki on Twitter, 
Um, I am doing a live show with another podcast here in Brooklyn. Name of that podcast is Who Needs a Podcast Anyway. If you follow me, you've seen me posted in my stories. You've seen me posted on my Instagram page. Um, it's going to be August 2nd, which I believe is a Wednesday. And yes, yeah, a $10 entry. It's in Brooklyn. Like I said, you can go to my page, share it, find it, come see me, you know, take a listen to the show. The guys are great. Come say hello, have a drink, enjoy your time, you know, enjoy your hump day. So that's one of the things that's going to be happening in my life in the next week or so by the time you guys hear this. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I... I'm just trying to figure out life at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a rough two weeks, but I, I'm on the tail end of things, so I'm feeling a lot better. But that's pretty much going to sum up Weekly with Kiki. Now this week, it's going to be a quick episode. However, it's going to be a very a different type of episode. This kind of came to me with what's going on like outside I don't know how the weather is there for everyone else who's listening to this but baby it's been hot here like the heat wave is heat waving and it is not fun I am a southerner I grew up in North Carolina I've said that plenty of times before so I am not a stranger to extremely hot extremely humid summers however Human and hot don't mix with New York City. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Like, I want to say maybe 89% of this city is concrete and buildings. So there isn't a lot of wiggle room for wind unless you, you know, you're closer to the water. In my experience, working where I work, it's always windy for obvious reasons, which can be a double-edged sword sometimes when the weather's bad, like not hot, cold. Um, but if you're in the middle of whatever borough you live in, it's not likely that it'll be as breezy as it is in certain areas than it is in those areas. So it's been hot as fuck. And it just made me, I don't know what inspired me to just start doing research but I'm like yo the weather is not it this ain't my thing I don't like heat waves in concrete spaces with no air and no trees and no shade and the inability to drive around easily so your girl is struggling however this week I have found a ton of fetishes that are based around the weather I don't know how this came about inspiration strikes it strikes and I I do whatever I have to do with it so I was looking at some like I just kind of like googled like weather fetishes just to see because I know there is there's a kink and there's a fetish for damn near almost anything at this point so I'm like why wouldn't weather be one of those things you know so I did my Googles, like you good girls always supposed to do. And I found a few fetishes based around the weather. 
So I'm going to go ahead and start. I don't know how many I have. It's not many, but I found when it comes to like the basic weather, like I found some of those and I was extremely intrigued because as I read, I'm like, do I have any type of fetishes for the weather? And when I really sat and thought about it, I was like, girl, no, um, I don't like storms. Uh, I, again, I did grow up in North Carolina, hurricane season, tornado season, tornadoes and hurricanes, period. They're not fun. And I've lived through a lot in my adult life as well as my childhood. So pass. Um, and again, this is not a shame or a slight. I just know me and I was just, as I was reading everything, I'm like, I can't be in the sun because your bitch has lupus. I don't like the cold. I fucking hate the snow. Like, and it's not, I hate New York snow. No love. I hate snow, period. It can snow in Florida and I'm going to hate that shit. It doesn't matter of the location. The fact is the weather is doing whatever the fuck is doing and I don't like it. So none of these apply to me, but you know, on this podcast, if you've listened over the course of the last five years, you know me well enough to know that I'm never going to just talk about fetishes and kinks that apply to me personally, because I am not the only person on earth. And I know everybody has their thing. Loki, a little mad, just found out that a conversation of kinks popped up in my workspace not too long ago and I was like this had to be at the hours because what in the EEO like and it was it was actually at the hours and I'm like fuck I hate I missed the conversation and I can't say why I hate I missed the conversation but I hate that I missed this conversation because I'm like you don't know who's into what but I know in my my particular position in my department, we are all fairly young. Like, and by young, I mean, the age range varies from like 23. I think the oldest person, and I say this because she has, all of her children are adults. Like she has a 40 something year old child. So she's the oldest by, you know, clearly default. But it ranges from like 23 to probably like 60s like late fifties, early sixties. So we're adults. Like the baby of the bunch is the baby of the bunch. She is, and she, we love her. But at the end of the day, she's still a consenting adult. She doesn't have as much life experience as the rest of us, but still an adult nonetheless. So everybody's pretty young. A lot of millennials, like older millennials, a lot of us are in our early, mid to late thirties. Like most of my department are just having babies. So that gives you like some context. Like these aren't like 40, 50, 60 year olds, not saying that 40, 50, 60 year olds can't participate in fetishes because clearly that's not true. But I'm just saying like, we're a young bunch. So it's it's just a little easier to talk like when you're amongst people that you share a common interest with. So I would have loved to be in this conversation, but that's a story for another day. So we're gonna jump into these weather fetishes and the first one is atrocity atrasty I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly y'all these words are about to gut me okay so bear with me (laughs) as I go through them um atrasty is what I'm going to say (laughs) it is a-c-t-i-r-a-s-t-y Actrasty, 
Yeah. <laughs> and that is the fetish for the exposure to the sun's rays. So clearly this is a type of fetish that can be achieved through having sex outside, sunbathing, tanning, or just simply being in the sun. And baby, the sun, sis, sir, I don't even know how you identify. I need you to 10 notches. I just need you to bring it down because my God, on top of it being hot, the sun is so unforgiving in New York right now. So the people who have this fetish are getting their fucking life and maybe fucking in the process. However, girl, I'm hot. Okay. (laughs) Now, when I read this, I was like, this is kind of niche and, you know, very unique. But then the further I did my research, I found out that this wasn't really a fetish that was all that unique at all. Like people actually enjoy and I just feel like humans and just sunlight is good I can't say humans because I don't know everybody's you know relationship with the sun but I just it just feels good to just the sun is on your skin and you're just getting all the vitamin d you need to stimulate those hormones get things going but yeah people who have this fetish they enjoy the sun on their skin and they find it sexually stimulating so when I was looking I found three things that are important to practice actoracity <laughs> y'all got, charge it to my charge it to my head not my heart I mean well but baby I googled the pronunciation you know what I'm gonna see if I can find the pronunciation for this word so you guys can hear it as well because I am butchering it okay let me see if I can get you all the pronunciation so here we go Actorasty. Actorasty. Okay, I whoo, I had sliced that word into a million pieces. All right, one more time for the people in the back. Actorasty. Actorasty. So three things I found with this particular fetish are to choose a private location. I know exhibitionism is a real thing. And if you are in a setting where you don't have to choose a private location, i.e. if you're at like a play party or hedonism or where these things are actually able to take place, whether that be a nude beach, then you don't have to particularly do this part. But if that is not the case for you, finding a private location outside somewhere private, safe and secluded will actually be beneficial because it will minimize your chances of getting caught and you get to enjoy it without any type of interruption. Now, we are all human and humans need sunscreen. I I, I don't care. Um, There are some people need this out of necessity. Some people need this out of precaution. Um, skin tone does not make a difference. I am sorry to break it to those who may not believe it, but baby, I am not a dermatologist and I am not an esthetician, but as a person who is very precautious about her skin, sunscreen is needed for precautionary reasons. Like 
we're not putting on sunscreen to avoid, you know, like tans or anything. We're avoiding cancer and UV rays. And I am photosensitive. So UV rays are a no-go for me because they make me sick. So sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. They got black girl sunscreen. I use Innisfree on my face and my neck and my chest. I use black girl sunscreen everywhere else. And your girl still got a tan, but protect your skin. UV rays are real. They are peak right now. I don't know how detailed people look at their weather apps, but baby, I'm looking at air quality. I'm looking at humidity and I'm looking at the UV ray percentage because if they're telling me like, oh baby, we're at a nine today, that's a lot of rays. And they're like, you need to keep on sunscreen the entire day and actually reapply that bitch. So protect your skin, wear sunscreen, reapply it. If you are able, wear hats, wear anything that could protect you and shield your skin from the harmful harmful UV rays. The last thing is to bring supplies. So you can bring whatever you need that's going to fit this particular scene for you, blankets, towels, make sure you bring water because if the sun is at its peak, it not saying that it's summer, but if you're doing this outside and you're doing this during the summer, baby, it's hot. Like I was just out there a smooth 7.15 this morning. I'm sorry, 7.30 because my Uber came late. It was sunny then. Like I walked home from the train after I did what I needed to do. And like, I don't even think that it was nine o'clock and the sun was beaming so water is needed you know these things are needed so you're comfortable so you're hydrated so you're safe so you can practice this fetish without any harm or doing anything to yourself you just want to you know have fun get your son (laughs) the next fetish is astrophilia and this is a sexual fetish towards thunder and lightning sometimes it's actually considered just the around like having the sexual arousal around just lightning unfortunately I didn't find any information on that I can't even believe I actually found this one but when I went to look into it like to do a deep dive and do a little bit more research I could not find anything and that's a little disappointing but I did find a good amount um that are good for the episode so that was just one of the you know like an honorable mention because I couldn't find anything about it so the next one is chemophilia so chemophilia is when a person has a sexual arousal or a fetish for cold or winter weather So this could be someone who enjoys like ice, someone who enjoys snow. Now y'all know, I just said, (laughs) I am not that girl. When I introduced that this was going to be an episode about kinks revolving around weather, your girl don't like snow. I don't like snow in Florida. I don't like snow in the desert. I don't like snow in the South. I don't like snow in the North. I don't like snow. It's not my thing. It just, it's never, it's pretty but after I say, oh, it's pretty okay, you need to get the fuck up out of here. When are you going to melt? Like, that's really always been my case. I am not a white winter, like a seasonal, this is great for Christmas kind of girl. I'm very realistic. Nobody wants a blizzard during snow. 
everybody's flying everywhere. Why would we want that? And this is not a slight towards people who may have chemophilia as a fetish. However, your girl not doing it because JetBlue can't even get it together in July. Y'all think they're going to get it together in December, January, and February? No. Okay. So let me go, but let me break this, this fetish down for you. So people who enjoy chemophilia, they enjoy the sensation of cold air on their skin. They, they may think about having like sexual experiences or encounters in like snowy spaces. So like mountains outside in general, ice skating rinks. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I'm thinking of spaces that are predominantly snow, predominantly ice and they may even want to incorporate snow and ice into their sexual activities. Now, one thing's for certain, I am not opposed to ice being incorporated into my sexual activity. I just had a really, really good orgasm thanks to some ice cubes that were not on my vagina. Maybe I'll save that story for another day, but I'm with the cold. I love temperature play. I'm with the cold and hot not weather. Like I don't want to be outside having sex in three degree weather because it's snowing. That's just not my thing. I know that is clearly some people's thing, but you can enjoy incorporating these things into your activities. You can use ice cubes clearly doing foreplay, or you can engage in some type of snow play if you're having outdoor sex. One of the biggest things is this is cold weather. You have to be mindful. You don't want to get frostbite. You don't want to get sick. You don't want to do anything that can be harmful to you and your body. So this is one of those, those fetishes to be very mindful of. So the next one is chinophilia. And chinophilia is a fetish that revolves around the arousal or attraction to actual snow. So chemophilia was cold weather so you do things revolving around cold weather and incorporate them into your play or your sex which is ice and snow this one here is all about snow so we're not just talking about the weather happening to be cold because obviously but we're talking about the actual snow itself so this could include the texture the sound because ironically snow really does have a sound and I don't know I've never heard snow in New York City but I have heard snow in North Carolina especially when and I'm where I'm from is extremely quiet so you can open the door and the snow falling on top of each other it makes a little sound so it could be the sound it could be the texture it's not the most common of fetishes but it does exist and you know I'm very big on acknowledging the existence of a fetish that doesn't apply to me that may not apply to the vast majority I think that's super important but there are ways you can explore this fetish in a safe manner basically incorporating snow play into your activities however this needs to be done in a controlled environment um 
it suggested that it should be like a heated space, even like a sauna. Um, but I, I'm not an expert, but I think that is perfectly okay to incorporate snow outside of a heat, like controlled environment. Absolutely. I don't recommend going outside naked and having sex in the snow for a multitude of reasons but if you want to bring the snow into the house I mean it's gonna melt and we know what it is but if you want to just have your wang dang with it while you can I see absolutely nothing wrong with that you can experiment with the textures you can experiment with sensation you can use snow as a form of sensory play and I think that's kind of dope so you can incorporate snow into your sexual activity or your scene or whatever it may be that you're doing uh, at the moment, but please, please, please make sure it's in a controlled environment. Please be safe. We do not want to lose people to hypothermia and, and gangrene thanks to frostbite. So the next one is brontophilia. So this is a fetish or a sexual arousal from thunderstorms. So there were a few words a few philias, not words, a few philias that I found that kind of revolved around this particular kink, but well, this particular fetish, but I didn't want to, it was weird because I didn't want to break it down. Like this one's this, and this one's this, cause I'm kind of already doing that. Like if you guys know, like I just said in the beginning, um, the one fetish that I found, the astrophilia, which was the fetish for thunder and lightning, but mainly is the attraction or the arousal to lightning. So we're going to bring it back down to bronophilia. And like I said, that is the sexual fetish for thunderstorms. Now we know thunderstorms both consist of rain, lightning, thunder, wind. So there are a multitude of things here that can fall under this particular fetish now you know we have to be safe out here because being struck by lightning is a very real thing and I remember one point in time I feel like it was 2015 like people were getting struck by lightning at a bizarre rate and it was really scary because I'm like I'm terrified to go outside with an umbrella I might not make it back in but there are ways to enjoy thunderstorms in this space as a fetish in a safe manner one of the biggest ways is to just enjoy it as a sensory experience with your person or with your partner or your partners that could be watching a storm from a distance actually listening to the sounds of the storm you know I've heard lightning loud enough where it does make like a crackling sound but if that's not where you are, if that's not your space, like you can just listen to because you know what comes after lightning, thunder. You can enjoy the sound of the thunder. You can enjoy the smell of the rain because you don't have to be country to know that it smells like rain, honey. We know what it smells like and we know when it's coming. Another way that you can like explore this type of fetish is role play. And when I researched this and I found it, I was like, ooh, tell me more. Like, I am intrigued. Role play as a thunderstorm? So it says your partner can play the role of a thunderstorm 
while the other partner can act out their fantasies. I have so many questions. I really want to ask someone if you have a fetish for thunderstorms, email me kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. Send me a DM. I suck at my DMs on Instagram. I apologize. Um, I just got a ton of followers on top of I've hit 10k already I'm about to hit 11k uh I went on cocktails with cocktails with my friends Brandon and Alessa and they've posted my second episode with them so it's been like a lot going on so I apologize but if you DM me I will see it. I will try my best. I promise. But if not, if you don't want to trust that, if you email me at kinkswithkiki at gmail.com, I'll probably get it a lot faster than I would get it with my DMs because sometimes my DMs are insane. (laughs) The next one is, I don't know if, yeah, well, this falls under it, obviously. The next one is nebulophilia. And it is a fetish or an arousal for fog. This fetish is extremely rare. There's not a lot of information known about it to the general public. You know what? Actually, I'm going to get my book. Give me a second. I will be right back. So I have a book called The Encyclopedia of Unusual Sex Practices by Brenda Love. I have an edition that is from what year I wanted a vintage I need an updated but I wanted a vintage edition it is from 1992 so I have one of not one of the first but definitely an older edition because you know editions are lit when it comes to book collecting and I went to look for nebulophilia and I did not find it like I said it's very rare it's not something that's really all that known to the general public but For those who have this as a fetish, they enjoy the sight and the feel of fog. And for them, it can be very erotic or it could be extremely arousing. So things that when it comes to fog that can be considered part of this fetish are fog machines, chimneys, steam engines, and seafoam videos. That one was, that one was the first, but I was like, all right, all right, I'm with it. Some simply watch the fog from a distance. Some people may actually prefer to be in the fog itself. Some people enjoy the wetness and the coolness of fog. Some people just enjoy the visual of fog itself. So I thought that was an interesting one because I don't think in my experience and this is me literally learning and growing with you all I want to be as well versed in kinks and uh, fetishes as much as possible because education clearly is the biggest thing for me when it comes to doing this podcast I'm not here to just give like my hotels you know they are great but I'm also here to educate people who may want to get into this lifestyle who may have something that they just don't think like, or have a fetish. I don't want to say have something that have a fetish that they just don't think anybody would identify with, or they don't feel seen. And I want to be that person to cover as many as I can to let you know that you are seen and you are here. 
So the next one or the next, I want to say two are, I'll say, I'll start with the first one. These are sexual arousals from rain. So the first one is ombrophilia, and it is a fetish that involves the sexual arousal from rain or being rained on. This is not to be confused, beautiful people with golden showers. We're talking about actual rain from the heavens. This is what we're talking about. So this fetish can include loving the sound of the rain, the smell of the rain, sensation of the rain, how rain feels on their skin. People with this fetish may enjoy other people being caught in the rain, or they may enjoy actually pursuing sexual activities in the rain. I, as I was reading, I found that some experts suggest that this particular fetish, umbrophilia, is related to the desire for vulnerability or the need for sensory stimulation. And I thought that was very interesting because if you let like psychologists, psychiatrists tell you, a lot of our kinks, a lot of our fetishes, they stem from childhood. It's just, I guess, doing the deep dive to confirm like, oh, this really was something I did as a kid and now here we are. But just throwing it out there. So the next one is pluviophilia and this is a sexual fetish for non I'm sorry this is the sexual fetish for a non-human object or being rained upon um I'm a little confused with the non-human object part when I read it but um this fetish is not the fetish ombrophilia Ombrophilia, whoo, y'all know these words be gutting me, honey, is the fetish for rain. Pluviophilia is the fetish for being rained on. So same types of arousals. They like the sound, the smell, the feel. I haven't really seen anybody say taste, but they like the sensation of the rain and being rained on, not just viewing the rain and actually just seeing like in being involved in a rainstorm or they like to actually have rain on them. So this fetish is great for people who want to have outdoor sex in rain. If they want to incorporate rain into their play or their scenes, these people can also enjoy watching videos of rain or listening to recordings of rain sounds to help them achieve sexual arousal. So I do, I have a playlist on my phone, shout out to Apple Music, where it is all rain and thunderstorm sounds. For me, it is not a sexual arousal type thing. It's more so of a relaxation technique because your girl don't sleep all that great sometimes. And when I don't, my go-to is always going to be my rain and thunderstorm sounds. It is literally the bee's knees. <laughs> Next one. This one is called... Tony Trophilia, and it is the sexual fetish or the arousal for thunder. So this one can be the sight and the sound of a storm, not particularly the lightning. We've already covered that, but that can just be, it could be listening to the storm, listening to the thunder, being outside. Now, I don't know if this is a thing everywhere or if this is just like some country stuff that I've been hearing my whole life in North Carolina, but 
we have dry storms in North Carolina. I don't know what other states have them. I've never seen a dry storm in North in New York as long as I've lived here. So in the six years, I've never seen one. However, that is a very big thing in July and August in North Carolina. And a dry storm is literally a thunderstorm that produces little to no water. And they are extremely frequent. So a dry storm would be perfect for somebody who has a tonitrophilia fetish or has tonitrophilia. So this one, when I read it and did my research, a lot of people believe, like the experts believe that this fetish is possibly linked to having a sense of power or the excitement that revolves around thunderstorms, the loud crashes, just the display of how nature in its like rare and raw form, like that could be the thing that others like about thunder. One of the other things that could be a reason why people are attracted to thunder or have this fetish is because the unpredictability and the the danger of thunderstorms itself like it's all based around childhood apparently again I don't like thunderstorms girls live through a lot of things and they come I'm comfortable with them of course because I'm indoors I don't like being outside when it's thundering and lightning because that makes me extremely nervous but for those who this is your fetish. This is your jam. These are some of the things that are linked to having a fetish for thunder. So it's important to know, obviously, the potential dangers of a thunderstorm, like any other storm, like you just, you want to be careful, um, observe, experience, enjoy, but please take precautions, shelter, you know, don't be outside <laughs> if you don't have to be. Keep away from metal for obvious reasons because thunder typically is followed by lightning. I mean, lightning is typically followed by thunder. So if you're hearing thunder, there's lightning somewhere. So just be mindful. Um, stay away from bodies of water. Just be safe if this is your fetish. Last one. And this one is called... Oh, y'all got to bear with me. Lelapsophilia. Yep, I did that. <laughs> and this is the fetish for tornadoes or severe weather conditions so when I was doing my research and reading up on this one they the experts meaning when we talk about fetishes and we talk about things that are outside of the norm clearly we all know most of the time psychologists and psychiatrists um sexual educators uh, and people who fall into like sexual health, these are the experts that we're referring, well, I'm referring to when I read and do my research. They don't know what the cause of this is. I feel like Storm Runners, we've all seen Twister. Twister was a legendary movie in the mid 90s. I feel like it was the mid 90s. I was a kid when Twister came out and I feel like I was a single digits kid. I don't even think I was, or I might've just turned 10. So... They don't know what the cause or why this is a fetish for some, but it is. Tornadoes are powerful. They're extremely destructive. We've had a lot, like, you guys know, like, we've heard 
well, I remember hearing in school how Oklahoma Tornado Valley, like there are real bad tornadoes that happen all over the world, especially in America, not especially, but you know, being in America, we have heard about these destructive tornadoes that will literally run through and damage an entire town or city. So they don't know why this in particular is a fetish, but it exists because there's something for everyone. Um, people find it arousing of the unpredictability, the power of the storm. It gives them adrenaline rushes because it's a dangerous situation and danger does raise adrenaline. Adrenaline can raise sexual arousal. So they tend to kind of go hand in hand. I didn't find much on, on this particular fetish, unfortunately, but again, I like people to be seen and heard. So this is a fetish that exists. And once again is Lelapsophilia and it is a fetish for tornadoes. And just like that, we're done. <laughs> Been watching and just like that, by the way. Uh, this was a great episode, quick episode as always. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Stay cool. If you are dealing with the devil's fucking gasoline heater, then you know, you're struggling right now. Stay warm, stay cool, stay Stay warm, stay cool, not warm. Stay cool, stay hydrated, stay safe. Wear your sunscreen, protect yourselves because summer is summering right now and we still got about six, seven more weeks of this. So stay safe, guys. Follow me on Instagram, Kinks with Kiki Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Kinks with Kiki. I'm also on Spill. The girl got on Spill, like shout out to the person who put me on spill. She know who she is. Hey girl. Um, I didn't want to say your name because I don't know if you want your name out there like that, but your girl is on spill as well. Kinks with Kiki. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I told you earlier, email me. I will see them way before I see my DMs because my DMs tend to be nuts sometimes. So yeah, that's going to wrap up episode 111. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Stay safe. Stay cool, be beautiful, and as always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky-ass world, and until next time, beautiful people, peace.